podcast in the world from WWE to DNA Impact by way of the NWA. It's time for Reffin' It Up with legendary referee Brian Hepner and guest host, Mr. Reffin' Rant himself, Jimmy Corderas. An all new episode starts in this. Is revving it up. Welcome back to Reffing It Up and Happy New Year, everybody. I am pleased to be joined by the two greatest referees of all time. First and foremost, welcome back, Mr. Jimmy Carderas. And it's cold, so he's got the guns holstered for now, Mr. Brian Hamner. But first, Jimmy, welcome back, man. How'd everything go with the holidays? Well, happy holiday, happy new year, happy Merry Christmas, whatever you were celebrating. Hope you all had a good one. I had a great one, enjoyed it very much. Of course, it's that cold time of year, but hey, it's winter up here in Canada. What do you expect? And uh, you you make the best of it. As long as I don't have to shovel the driveway too much and the walkway too much, I'm cool (laughs) with that. Yeah, no doubt. No, it's it's uh, we we looked out at least far as far uh, far as us goes down here. We looked out. We don't have any measurable snow. Well, maybe an inch or here, to, inch or two, but uh, nothing that you need to bring the uh, snowblower out for. Mm, perfect. But hey, Brian, what's up, man? How you been? How was your uh, New Year's? Oh, it was awesome, man. And first of all, I'd like to say, Jimmy, welcome back, buddy. We missed you. And can you believe that me and RJ are in one piece and we have a show and we're airing it with <laughs> you being gone and not being, and without being like the, the referee for us? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I almost felt like putting on a ref shirt for this thing, too, but we're not on video, so nobody will know. <laughs> yeah, no, no doubt. No, no, but it, yeah, no kidding. Well, welcome back, Jimmy. You're 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 oh, always welcome you. back. I hate when you leave, so don't do it anymore. Um, but we're good. But no, well, I, I am. I am planning. I am planning a trip in 2024. But uh, that that's. Uh, we'll talk about that another day. We'll cross don't, that bridge when we get there. Don't, don't depress me already with the show. <laughs> great. Now he's, got, now he's got to look forward. Now he's got to look forward to just him and I again. Jeez, thanks, Jimmy. That's 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 a great. Uh, no. <laughs> I, yeah, I, that's what I'm here to do. I had go. new wishes, and that was one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, we're doing a little something different this week. Uh, just kind of like a year in review kind of show. We've called it the Stripes Awards. Uh, so we're going to get to that in our second count. But before we do our second count, guys, we got to do our first count. So let's end it there now. This is your one count. As we are recording, uh, as you're listening, this past Monday, the uh, the Rock, the great one himself, uh, returned to Raw, and it looks like they're teasing, we'll say this time, uh, even though it's kind of like a <clears throat> shove into the right direction anyways. But Jimmy, uh, mm-hmm. looks like they're really setting up a Rock-Roman match. Uh, obviously, we don't know when, we don't know where, but it's going to happen. That's it, it. It appears to be happening because the seed was firmly planted with that big line. You know, he wants to go out and eat, you know, sit on the patio. He likes sitting at the bar, but he wants to sit at the head of the table. And that was the line he left it on. That's all he had to say. And you heard the crowd go, 
Oh, so they they bought in big time. And like you said, the question is, when does this happen? That's the beautiful thing about this. Yes, it is a WrestleMania main event quality match, but at the same time, it doesn't have to be. I know people are speculating that maybe it happens um, because uh, if I'm not mistaken, Roman's got Randy at, uh, at the Rumble. Rumble. And, right. uh, and then they've got the Elimination Chamber in Australia, mm-hmm. which you never and know. Maybe before, you get the match yeah. there before WrestleMania. And, yeah. you know, again, it gives you options. And to fantasy book, as I like to do sometimes, you know, <laughs> let's say Roman does have his match against The Rock in, in uh, Australia. And then, you know, th- what does that do for the plans going forward? Because Cody's still telling his story to get back to mm-hmm. Roman. Now... If Roman ends up defeating The Rock, and then he ends up facing Cody, for example, at WrestleMania, and Cody defeats him, what does that say for Cody? It makes him look even that much better because The Rock couldn't beat this guy. Mm-hmm. But Cody, you know what I mean? There's there's so many different directions you can go, and it's leaving it. The possibilities are there for it to go in, go left, go right, go straight, U-turn. You never know. <laughs> yeah, it's a good problem they have. Yes. It is. It, it, it actually really is. Um, what I find most intriguing about this for me is that, yes, it's a box office draw. Yes, yes, yes. And I don't want to be negative on our first episode of the 2024 season, but but we know he's not going to beat him. He's a part-time guy. He's a movie star. We know he's not going to beat him, but is an attraction that something I would actually pay to see? You damn right. But what I'm saying is I know the outcome. We know the outcome, but they can put all kinds of swerves and twists on it with family, Rikishi, um, all kinds of stuff. So, you know, the ultimate appeal is 100% totally there. It's just that we know the finish before the match. You know what I mean? We, they're not going to put the belt on the rock. Mm-hmm. They, True. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, you get, you could see, I see that point completely, Brian. And that's, that's why I say, uh, you know, someone else could benefit from rock losing to Roman by Roman being defeated by this person. But at the same time, I, I get your point too. Sometimes an audience can be a little bit deflated. Yes, this is a, a must-see match, but you're right. When they when you're going into the match going, I don't see so-and-so winning it. And it, it kind of takes away from the, uh, the live reaction of the audience. Yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Yeah, and who, who knows? And I, I've heard a lot of things too that uh, to kind of prolong that is a lot of people are saying, "Hey, let's get Solo involved with this." You know, is that a way that you could have Roman beat The Rock, where and then you could set something up between Solo and and uh, and Rock if you want something at, let's say, a Mania or something like that. But like you said, Jimmy, it all depends on when and where. Right, and and is Solo the right opponent? For the Rock to to be, yes, people do want to see the Rock. He is the biggest star on the planet, pretty much right now. Not just uh, wrestling wise, we're talking about in the entire entertainment world. But at the same time, you have to have the right opponent for him too. Yep, yep, I agree. I agree. I I, I just think that um, if well, we don't need to say if because WWE has done such a marvelous job of booking these stories so far with with uh, the the table, uh, but. It's just that, Jimmy, you, you hit it on the head. There's so many different directions and so many roadmaps and different roads you can take on this map that could be really intriguing, whether we know the outcome or not. 
it's just it still can be really interesting to see what happens. And you're right. The reason why I said that is well because it would give somebody like a Cody Rhodes a, a rub that's unbelievable, like unmatched. You know, The Rock couldn't do it, but I could. And he can say that in a promo, too. So, I mean, you know, hey, that, that's and, that's. And who knows? What if what if Rock is good for one more and comes back later and goes, hey, I heard you mention The Rock in your in one of your promos. Yeah. I, you know, you're saying how I couldn't. I, I know I could beat you, though. Right. And who knows? You set up a Cody and Rock match down the road if, if Rock's got one more in him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Endless. Yeah. And you, you guys mentioned that, uh, you know, the roads traveled rather good, bad and different. Uh, we're going to talk about a guy, Raphael Morphy, um, who's traveled up and down the roads all across this business. Uh, somebody that both you guys know very well uh, is finishing up or has finished up uh, with AEW the last uh, week or so. Uh, Brian... Raphael, and correct me if I'm wrong, but he's just one of those guys. He's like a utility infielder where he literally can do anything. He, he can. Uh, Raphael is a very, very special talent that has done it at high levels in the WWE. He ultimately turned what was heading into a dead end at the TNA regime because uh, he was able to use his magic and work along Craig Jenkins. And for those of you out there that are listening, I don't know who Raphael is. Raphael is one of these guys that is in charge of basically looking for towns for, for, for the company he works for to run shows that he believes will, that he can get the support of fans and seats and asses and seats and things of that nature. Knows the building, knows the box office, that kind of thing. And Raphael is the best at it. Um, and he's proven it for over, over, I know, for over almost 30 years. And I could be off. Um, but that's a huge loss for AEW. I don't know why this happened, what happened. I don't know if this is a Raphael wanting to make another move. He's known to do that. Um, he left TNA when he was there, when I was there, and went and took on a soccer team, a huge, huge soccer team, MLS or something to that nature. But um, Raphael is a good dude, man, and knows his shit. So I wish him nothing but the best. And um, who knows, man? You never know. He might be back at eight, uh, WWE. Never know. Well, my understanding is, uh, if you read the rumor mill correctly, that he's a uh, he's a native New Yorker too. You know, he, he, he's an NYC guy. And right. my my not my understanding is my what I've seen is that he's going to end up working at the Barclays Center as an executive there, helping book. The, that building for talents oh. to come to that building. That's what I read. Now, I don't know if that's true or not. And if it is good for him, it keeps him close to home. It gets him off the road. He doesn't have to travel like he used to. Cause you know, he was one of those guys that traveled everywhere when we, when we got to work with him, Brian, you know, and yep. like you said, he's a good dude. He's one of those, the good guys. And and you want nothing but the best for him. You know, you know, the, the old saying, we wish you well in your future endeavors this definitely applies here and meant with feeling. We wish Raphael the best in his future endeavors. And one day, man, I wouldn't mind having Raphael on the show to like dig up uh, some of the stuff that he does and did and that kind of stuff. He won't be in the wrestling business. So he won't have to worry about fire and be fired. And, then he can, <laughs> and not only that, he can maybe bring up that famous uh, WrestleMania story that I had where he saved my life. 
Uh, so maybe that's something we can uh, talk oh. about too. Oh, there you very interesting uh, late night in Miami that he uh, snuck me through a kitchen in a hotel, but uh, we'll, we'll wait for that. Oh, okay. Jeez. Oh, well, kind of. Yeah, let's geez. let's save that one. Save that one. We'll, see? we'll put that on the back burner for now. Oh. I'm making a uh, note the whole time. Miami. Good. <laughs> Miami kitchen, good. And now this isn't good fellas either, but um, you know somebody else that um, is moving on, uh, according to Mike Johnson of the PW Insider, longtime WWE executive Kevin Kevin Dunn is leaving the company. Uh, Johnson noted that Dunn, who has been the executive producer and chief global of, and chief global television uh, distributor, informed WWE around Christmas week that he will be retiring from his position. Uh, Dunn started officially working for WWE in the 1980s uh, and it, and was a major part of television production for decades. Um, Jimmy, uh, another guy that anytime you see any type of WWE, WWF production from when you started in the 80s to when Brian came along in the 2000s and even currently – Kevin Dunn's stamp of uh, approval, I guess you could say, is on that. On on everything. And, and you know, when you say, you know, everybody says everything goes through Vince. Yes, everything does go through, did go through Vince. But Kevin Dunn was the glass guy in the truck that handled everything and made sure that everything got on, on TV. But he also had a good crew behind him and, and, and managed them great. And a lot of the production values, which WWE has been lauded for over the years, is because of Kevin Dunn. And his his vision and not trying to be as formulaic as sometimes we've seen it become lately, because sometimes you it almost seems like you watch a wrestling show and it's formulaic. Oh, now it's time for this. Now it's time for this. And, you know, we're going to go to a promo segment into this, into that. He kept things different. And those vignettes that you see, those video packages, he, he's, he's just great at producing and putting those together. And. Also, the timing and where to place put placement in the show. You know, he was just, he was just one of the best at it, if not the best. Well, we say we say this on the show all the time, and people get get mad because they can't accept the truth. But as far as production goes, with Kevin Dunn and his packages, the vignettes and stuff that he does, there is WWE, and there's simply everyone else. There's no one close to the production standpoint of WWE. Now, don't get me wrong. There are some things that he's changed and done that I could do without. It just seemed like we're going into a kiddie land, like uh, with the things that go over top of the ring and all the stuff, like uh, the creatures and stuff with their characters and all. But you know what? It's innovative and it keeps them different and fresh. And he's done that so well for such a long time. But that's a big loss for them. But I'm sure he's had somebody in training for quite a while. This, I'm sure this is not something he just thought about at Christmas and just went, hey, guys, uh, I'm out of here. Right. Mm. Well, and, and I'm sure it's something that um, potentially and allegedly uh, could could have had something to do with the Endeavor uh, purchase, too. We don't know that. Hey, maybe he's seeing writings on the walls and say, hey, I think now is the time. I've been doing this for so long. You know, Let's go out on my own terms, because uh, as you guys know, sometimes in the wrestling business, you some people don't have that opportunity to go out on their own terms. Um, have that oh. one last hurrah, as you guys know. But, um, Jimmy, do you 
do you see that as kind of his way of saying, okay, let, let me step back, let, you know, a younger quote unquote guy kind of start, start getting his feet wet. Uh, that could be a possibility. And you don't know, again, with the endeavor, uh, the acquisition and stuff like that, maybe they see a different direction that they want to see things go in and, or maybe a different uh, style of production. Let's put it that way. And Kevin said, look, this is, uh, you know, this has been my, you know, field uh, of expertise for all these years. I haven't, I, I haven't got it right all the time, but more times than often <laughs> I have been uh, innovative, creative and progress the product into what it is today. And maybe it is like one of those things where, look, I'm tired of having the fight, you know, cause Vince trusted him. Let's put it mm -hmm. that way too. Vince put all his trust in Kevin and maybe, you know, it's it, now it's, he has to uh, re-earn that trust from the Endeavor group and just figured, you know what, let me go out on my terms. This is time for me to, to, to say, thank you very much. I enjoyed myself, but time to move on and, take care of other business. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoy retirement. <laughs> yeah. Take time yeah. yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah I, I mean, the, the only thing is I hope that they didn't push him out because they have no idea what they pushed out, but uh, mm. it's a uh, sad and unfortunate. I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's business. It's business. So, yeah. Yeah. So at the end of the day, like you said, the wrestling business. Yeah. It's yep. something that, uh, that did come out in the wrestling business, and you guys can take this for what it's worth, uh, is Chris Jericho uh, is in the, let's say, trending, I guess the kids are saying nowadays, but not for the good part. Uh, one Chris Jericho was not so jolly this Christmas season. Uh, first Christmas morning coming out, going head-to-head -head with one Stephen P. New, uh, and then later on um, some alleged allegations coming out uh, I believe uh, I don't have a specific date specifically, but uh, guys, it's just, it's unfortunate uh, of the timing, good, bad, and different. Uh, I don't want to shed light on, you know, you know, any of it, but I just want to get your guys' opinions on it. Jimmy uh, Jericho has been somebody that uh, has been very, very opinionated. We'll say. Um, about certain things in the wrestling business, along with AEW and WWE. Uh, man, it's just like one of those things he can't seem to kind of right the ship. No, I, I don't know what it is. Uh, look, obviously, I have no inside knowledge as to what exactly happened here, if anything at all. This is all, again, an, an a, accusation from somebody. And, and Chris, you know, obviously has his position on it. And there's always two sides to every story and something always falls in the middle. So I'm not going to condemn Chris for, for anything that I don't know he did or didn't do, but I will say this. And, and as, like I said, wasn't there, didn't see it. Don't know what's happening. Uh, when people get to know Chris though, Chris is a different cat when it comes to uh, trying to pop people and trying to be funny. And who knows, it could have been just him, trying to, you know, amuse someone or, or, or try to uh, not be funny. I, I don't know if that's the right word. Uh, kind of have a little fun with someone, mm -hmm. which was misconstrued in a wrong way. I'm just, I'm speculating here because uh, Jericho, is a, Chris is a smart cat. He's one of the smartest dudes out there. I can't see him uh, putting himself in a position where he would get, uh, accused of something like this i'm not saying it, it did or didn't happen i don't know like i said 
I'm just saying that it could have been misconstrued and, and misrepresented and someone took it the wrong way. But uh, I guess the truth will come out eventually because this one feels like one that's not going to go away anytime soon. Hmm. Yeah, I, uh, Jimmy, I feel quite the way you do. Um, I have a lot of respect for Jericho and what kind of sucks about the whole thing to me is uh, a couple things. He's worked so long and hard to build the legacy that he's built and he's innovated himself and, and to be a relevant guy at the age that he's at for it to all go away for people to remember him for this one instance would really suck. Um, but also what kind of bothers me and, and not that I'm perfect and not that anybody else is in the world, but you know, you put yourself in a position as the guy that you are where you're at as far as power wise goes and you're married. So that's going to come out because you're, putting yourself in a position to be with a woman by yourself in a, in your hotel. Uh, that's not good in itself. Okay. And then to now be speculated to have done whatever, like you said, Jimmy, no one knows what the fuck really happened. Um, and until it comes out, I'm not going to jump on board with anything. I, you know, I don't know uh, if, if, if she's lying, trying to get attention, you know, but you know, she did quit her job. She was in a made storyline and, you know, that maybe there's something there. Maybe there's not. But for Chris Jericho, personally, I hope there's nothing. And I hope it's something that he can get through and, and, and get through without a lot of problems at home and, 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 and continue to be the guy that he is that everybody respects. And, you know, it, it just sucks. It just sucks. And it sucks that it comes out at this point in his career. And, you know, I don't know. Just kind of bummer. And I just have to sit here like everybody else and wait. I'm not going to speculate because, like I said, it's it's it, that ain't my job. My job ain't speculating on this show. My job is to present facts, and I don't have any. Only thing I know is that what we're hearing is what you're hearing, and we're just touching base on it. So that's that's all I know. And I'm just saying some other things that, that, that bother me, and that's him and his legacy being killed by one thing like this. And then, of course, you know, problems at home allowing yourself to be in a position that probably you shouldn't have been in, even whether it's a joke or whether it was for fun or, you know, once again, I don't know. I just think that those two things can kind of suck. Yeah. We'll have to wait and see, like you said, Brian, mm -hmm. as far as what comes out truth, false, what have you. Uh, but before we get to our uh, reference review this week, I wanted to get your guys thoughts. We officially had the um, devil was revealed as Adam Cole. Uh, and then his masked men were officially um, uh, known as well as being Wardlow, Roderick Strong, and the Kingdom being Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Uh, guys, this was something that's, you know, a lot of people were talking about it, which in the wrestling business, obviously is a good thing that somebody's talking about it. But Jimmy, do you mm. think, you know, Adam Cole was the right, uh, right guy for the job. No, I don't. I don't mind it being Adam Cole. I like the fact that they they went in that direction. There's something else about it, which I will touch on too when we get into our second count. Uh, mm. But uh, it's it's a reveal of his uh, cohorts that I have an issue with. I don't have a real issue with Roderick Strong in the Kingdom. There's another guy in there mm. that was revealed as part of the crew that, in my opinion, should not be there especially because you missed the boat on him one time already and it looked like you were trying to rebuild him and now you're making him second fiddle. You, I, I think people know who I'm talking about. Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, I'll say it. <laughs> Wardlow. There you go. Yeah. Here's a here's a guy who should be, uh, you know, the, at one point looked like he was going to be the face of the company, uh, mm -hmm. playing second fiddle as MJF's uh, handyman. Now he's somebody else's handyman. Anyways, I. Yeah. Again, let's see where this goes, but. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah right well, now we see we see goes like you said jimmy you never know maybe it's maybe they'll learn you know second time sometimes it it, it, it works better the second time around who knows right. um but yeah brian what did uh obviously seeing this what did you think of it i'm glad i'm glad you asked jimmy first um <laughs> I, I figure we start you know jimmy's doing the positivity as far as his ref and rants every day now starting to 2024 not every day. Uh, not every day. Just most. Uh, most every day. I'm, I'm going to try it for the most part and be positive, <laughs> at least for a little while. But when something needs to be pointed out, trust me, it will be. <laughs> Speaking let's, of pointing out things, Brian. <laughs> let, let's go, Jimmy. Let's get you mad. Um, <laughs> no, it's just okay. I don't have a problem with Adam Cole, but why? I mean, it, there was a total letdown for me. Total letdown. I was into it, and then that was done, and I'm like. Okay, so you're not elevating the guy. You're not really doing anything. You're just furthering a storyline between two guys that you – Oh, it, uh, and then the Wardlow thing. Jimmy, I am so with you. They don't know what to fuck to do with him. They don't know what the fuck to do with him. There's a lot of guys in the company they don't know what to do with. I mean, we saw – never mind. Well, I don't, anyway, some guy was on WWE programming. They could have had a ton of shit to do with none of that. Oh, my God. It's just that – I love that Roger Strong and the Kingdom though are there with it. I, 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 I've been fans for them for for a while. Um, I don't. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to give it a thumb in the middle. I guess I won't give it a thumbs down because I mean it, it's got some legs, but it's got legs they could have done without doing that being him. I don't know. I, 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 I no. I, what does that do for Adam Cole? It doesn't elevate it him, it. but it gets him on TV though. You know what I mean? And it gets him out there. I, I get I, I get what you're saying, but it's like okay, it, it's con like Jimmy said, it's continuing something that you already had, but you know, not a lot of people can mm -hmm. say, "Hey, I'm on national television." I well, guess as I said, the positive as I said, version uh, of it. As I said elsewhere, the big swerve would have been is if the henchmen all come out, surround the ring, and then they attack MJF, and one of them pulls the mask out, and Samoa Joe puts the devil mask on. Yeah, and they reveal that Samoa Joe was the devil. I thought that would have worked a lot better. And you know, and uh, I don't know. Again, you could. Uh, it's easy to uh, Monday morning quarterback after it's done. But there were there were possibilities there to, like Brian said, elevate someone and put someone in a spotlight, and they missed the boat yeah. on that. Let's put it that way. But don't get me wrong. Adam Cole is a great talent. Though. Oh, oh no, 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 listen. I, yeah. I, I am not saying that at all. What I'm saying no, is, of course, yes, he's such a good talent. You didn't need to waste him on that. There you go. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. It didn't come out. It came out. Came out in Canadian. <laughs> yeah, <it's okay. laughs> I, I want everybody to misconstrue what I was saying. I have no problem yeah. with it. Oh, I'm okay with Adam Cole being that, but 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 I'm still going. Why the guys over like Rover, and he's already. You could have done so many things with him and M MJF. You didn't have to reveal him as a double. You could have put someone else in there. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And then have Adam Cole act like he's going to help him and then beat him up behind the double. Whoever that would have been, who a higher power or whatever. I don't know. There's just so many different ways you could have done it to elevate someone. And 
I would have been, I would have been, I don't know. This is kind of stupid. Um, and Jimmy, you missed it, but Brian, the booker was in prime form when you were off uh, the other week. <laughs> but I'd have been fine if it was Wardlow. Yeah. As the double. You give him something at, to do, right? At least he wouldn't be second fiddle guy. There, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. what I'm saying. But anyway, we could talk about it all night long. <laughs> I, I hear. But we, but we, but we won't. Why don't we send it up to our Refin review? This is Refin review. With our Refin review, guys, sometimes we have some constructive criticism. Let's say on some referees. However, this week, we have uh, a positive angle, if you will, on it. Um, last night, Jimmy, we saw uh, Kofi Kingston dropkick Giovanni Vinci, um, and it kind of looks like he kind of knocked him a little silly. Uh, got him a little flush on the chin, causing when he took the back bump to hit his head on the back of um, on the mat. Uh, and then the... Referee in charge for the match was one Sean Bennett. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll let you go from there, uh, Jimmy, because yeah. you briefly talked about it this uh, this uh, today. Uh, no, it, it's it, you brought you said it correctly, it was almost like a double whammy the, the kick and the landing. It was almost like, and the good thing about it was Sean recognized right away that something could be up, so they went right over to to Vinci and checked on him. and. Again, not to give away too much uh, peeling back behind the curtain, as, as we do here sometimes, we like to peel it back. But uh, I, I almost felt like I saw him mouth the words because they could, the referees back when I, Brian and I were refereeing, we had we wore earpieces so we could hear them talk to us from Gorilla and from the truck if need be. But now they could talk back. The, you know, the, the they've progressed, and it almost looked like he would talk back to whoever he was talking to a Gorilla and said he is not responding. Mm -hmm. so he checked on him right away he did what he's supposed to do protect the talent and uh that's when the doctor was called in the ring and they did the right thing and there was one point in the match where you saw that kaiser was kind of saying trying to get vinci to tag him in saying tag me in i'll finish the match tag me in you know the old school mentality of uh, regardless of what happens get the match done that doesn't happen nowadays in today's world where we've learned so much about head injuries and head trauma and that sort of stuff. The right call was made because the referee did his job correctly. And my hat's off to Sean Bennett for recognizing it right away and doing what he did. Yeah. I want to say uh, very, very nice work. Very nice work. Very nice. Um, that is protecting your talent. That is worrying about your talent. And that is also seeing what happens in the ring, visualizing by looking at your, your, your team per se which was the uh, Vinci kid, you know, uh, just a good job of being alert and, you know, picking up that the guy's not where he needs to be in a match. Um, I, I, I can't say any more. Uh, Jimmy, you pretty much covered it. The guy did a great job of that. And I know you guys are not used to this in the uh, ref and review, but, but my God, what a wonderful job. Hats yeah. off. Absolutely. And especially in, in a business where, you know, selling is important. And when guys are great at selling, you know, you have to be able to recognize, hey, if, if you know, look, he's selling right now. And, and 
even in the process of selling, you go over to check on a talent because that's what a referee would do in a situation like that, even in a working situation, if you're getting my drift here. So him going over to check, but it was different this time because you knew that he recognized something was up. Yep, I agree. You know, and it was something else I did notice too, because I sent you guys a small clip and thanks to um, Daniel Spencer for uh, sending that over to me. Because when I, when this happened, I was actually flipping in between Raw last night and the uh, football game. So as soon as that happened, I'm like, oh, I looked at it. And I'm like, oh man, I got to go check that out now. So anyways, uh, in the clip that I saw too, it looked like potentially, I don't know, but it looks like Kofi kind of took a little brunt of it too. As far as when he did the drop kick, he fell back and hit his head. I thought too. Um, like I said, I, I might've seen it a different way though. Uh, yeah. Maybe a little bit, but at the same time, you know, it depend- the landing wasn't the same. Like you mentioned earlier, RJ, it looked like the double whammy where mm-hmm. the, you know, the, the foot caught him in the chin, which might, might have, you know, pushed his, his uh, head back and, you know, you know, to land first, basically he, he landed the back of his head first on the mat. Kofi's maybe didn't land the same way. Didn't affect him the same way, but uh, it, it could have been a double. Bad double situation. Let's put, yeah. yeah. Well, yes. no, exactly too. And it was one of those things too, where it's, you guys have been in the ring before when something uh, like that has happened where it's like, okay, is it, is he really good at selling or do you just do you just go over and say, hey, do you check in? Like you said, Jimmy, he ran right over to check on him. And luckily nowadays, like you've mentioned as well, they can talk to him back backstage at a gorilla where back when you guys were doing it, you could do that. So I think no. um, yeah. I, I, you, can't be very ca- you can't be too cautious. Yeah, exactly. Had to throw up the sign back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. and then Doc, Doc goes, I think even the doctor's at ringside now, too, compared to yeah. back in the day yeah. when he was backstage. Right. It's it's just a matter of the whole situation being handled properly and good, and, and you know, and that's mm-hmm. that's that's all me and Jimmy want. That's what we talk about. That's all we want. Yeah. Yeah. So, Sean Bennett, good job, buddy. I know yeah. you're listening. There you go. If if not, he's going to start to now. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, something that I've been looking forward to um, all week since we started uh, when we tossed this idea around for doing the show, uh, we're going to have our first annual stripe awards in our second count coming up next this is your two count it is time for the stripe awards i don't know i can't i can't say so (laughs) um anyways jimmy we're gonna have and brian we're gonna have six categories right now uh if there is time for more we'll definitely do it but for right now we're gonna have six categories uh, of uh, of awards will be given out, uh, and by we I mean you two guys. Uh, but our first award of the year will be for moment of the year. Jimmy, what do you have for moment of the year? Okay, this is going to be controversial because you look at all these different moments that happened. Cody uh, at the at the Rumble, CM Punk coming out, and all these different different uh, you know WrestleMania moments. But for me, <clears throat> as much as I crack on these guys a lot. AEW had the moment of the year for me by turning MJF babyface and making it work. Because here's a talent, a young talent, who's still, he's going to get better, believe it or not. He's good now. I just can't wait another five years or so when he really, really absorbs everything in this business. Man, the, the guy's got a future ahead of him. Hopefully the injury that he sustained isn't too bad. 
and he gets through this. And now, you know, there's speculation with his contract being up where he's going to end up. Um, whoever mm -hmm. ends up signing him, good on you. But uh, as far as him surprising everyone by going from the heel that he was to the baby face that he's become, good on him. He made it work. Very nice, Jimmy. Very nice. Um, now you make me sound terrible. Um, okay. <laughs> I went with the obvious because I, I – and I did with my other ones. I, I didn't. But I went with the obvious one because I feel like truly it was the moment of the year in wrestling and felt like it was the one that everyone wanted to see and everyone talked about. And obviously – Look in my eyes. What do you see? It was the punk moment. It was the punk <laughs> moment back in WWE for me. Um, and my God, I'm sorry. I made everybody turn to fucking show off. Uh, <laughs> but 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 I got excited. Uh, but no, I just thought that that was the, uh, I thought that that was for me, for me. I mean, you know, and, it, there are awards that me and you were giving out, Jimmy. So for my award, I want to give out. I want to say, and I can't believe I'm saying it after all the smack I talked about Punk and his terrible behavior in AEW, um, that that was the moment of the year. And I think WWE is doing a wonderful job with it. I think Punk is learning, I think. Um, and to me, I, I, I can't think of a bigger moment. I mean, you know, and, and don't get me wrong, Jimmy, yours is a great, great point. Like I said, you make me feel so weak and obvious now. So no, don't worry. No, no, I, I didn't mean to do that because that is a great moment. Well, uh, Jimmy, uh, you did. Uh, <laughs> then, then my apologies. Take two for me. <laughs> uh, but no, and, and guys, keep in mind, those of you that are listening, uh, if you do want to partake in this too, put out your own. Uh, awards that we're coming out with here on the show, hit us up on the Twitter gimmick at Reffing It Up or at uh, Brian or Jimmy's, but we'll get to that at the end of the show. Uh, but our next award, Jimmy, he, he said it perfectly, the Take Two Award. So a little context behind this. This is something that, you know, you kind of want to, you know, do over. You know, you want to have a mulligan if you want me to use a golf term. Um rebook if you will um jimmy what uh what's your take two award of of the year it happened this weekend believe it or not the the <laughs> final the final weekend of 2023 having wardlow the guy that you missed the boat on had an opportunity to turn into a huge megastar and it looked like you were coming back with him and you were eventually going to start you know strapping the rocket to him but instead, you put the brakes on him by having him revealed as one of the henchmen for Adam Cole. And like we said earlier, it, don't have a problem so much with Adam Cole being the guy the, behind the devil mask. But with, it's more, here's the guy you thought you were going to strap the rocket to and lead the company into the future playing second fiddle again. This guy needs to be featured big time as and. It's just for some reason I don't know who he's ticked off, but it's <laughs> he's not getting that moment. Yeah, it must have been somebody, anyways. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Brian, what do you got for your take two award of the year? I, I really stumbled and fumbled on this. I really, really did. Um, I'm sure my answer will be 
ridiculed and whatever, but as uh, meaning behind if you think about it. So my take two would be all the fucking spots that the AEW referees watch right in front of their faces. All of them. All the tag matches that they saw a heat spot right in front of them and then they turned their back as they, as, as they didn't. Uh, I, it was a, it was a bad year for 2023 for the AEW referees. And it was a bad ref year for all of them, really. But, you know, it's just, uh, that was, that was my take too. I mean, you gotta, you gotta know what you're doing when you're doing tags and triple main events and all these other crazy stuff they throw out there. It's just a take two for a lot of referees at AEW. Mm -hmm. Completely understood. So, uh, as a, as a former striped shirt myself, I see, I know exactly what Brian's talking about and, and 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 not only that, stop trying to be the center of attention. You're there to help the talent tell their story. As I, I, I don't know how many times I have to say it. I, I don't either, Jimmy. But just keep fucking saying it. Fuck. Maybe one day <laughs> somebody will hear it. Somebody. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But somebody that uh, you know, trying to tell their story have been the male wrestlers of the year. Uh, why don't we start with Brian this time? Brian, you know, we you mentioned CM Punk, we mentioned MJF, we mentioned Madam Cole, uh, Cody, what have you. Who is your male wrestler of the year? Another shocker here. <clears throat> Another one. Now, I have two, and I'll explain why I have two in a minute. But my male wrestler of the year that I've gotten a lot of respect for and has totally changed and walked away from a person that he was with and has done such a good job with his character. He's got more heat than anyone in the, in the business. And that's Dominic. Dominic Mysterio. Hmm. I think he has gone leaps and bounds. And I think that he is actually someone that people care about and want to actually watch. I think at some point there was everybody was just like, oh, that's fucking race on. Yada, yada, yada. He's the shit. da 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 I think he's totally turning around since he's been away from his dad, got away from that stuff. Now, the reason why I have two answers is because my my male wrestler of the year, and all honestly, is Seth Rollins as well. Wow. Just because, uh, you know, being being the first world heavyweight champion, this incarnation of it, or is it just because of the work that he's been putting out day in and day out? Just the guys, watchable. You have to see him. You have to watch him. His matches are spectacular. His promos are spectacular. His wardrobe is the die for. Mm -hmm. um, just just a, a great talent. And uh, I, I think he's proved that he's one of the best in the world. And, and the reason why I threw in Dominic is because Dominic needs to be, I don't know, needs to be honored in some form or fashion that, that the guy's getting it and getting over and, it's awesome to see. I, I, I've lived that life. I understand that more than anybody else. And I can understand why people were thinking what they were thinking, but he's done a good job of getting out there and just saying, hey, yeah, I know I'm raised, uh, son, but guess what? I'm a bad bitch, and I'm going to show y'all. And he did it this year. He did. Mm -hmm. And he continues to do it, too. Too. It'll be definitely yeah. be fun to watch him this year and going forward to see how he develops his you know, heel, face, whatever. I just don't... At this point, to piggyback off what you said, Brian, I just don't think it's going to take him for a while to get him back as a face, though, because he's doing such a great job as a heel. 
And he doesn't even have to try that hard. As soon as he comes out, they boo him. Don't rush so, it. Oh, don't yes. rush it. Let it play. Let it play mm-hmm. out. Make it special. Make it special. But anyway, that's that's me. Jimmy, you're up. Oh, wow. Sure. Put the put put the heat on now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hate the sound. Uh, I hate the sound like uh, I, I don't know, a, a, a conformist here, but uh, I have two picks as well. And they're a little more obvious. Uh, one is Cody Rhodes. And I picked Cody because, you know, he showed up with big expectations, got the big reaction that you wanted. And a lot of people speculated that at WrestleMania this past year, he was going to defeat Roman Reigns for the for the uh, Undisputed Universal Championship, which he didn't do. And he would lose that steam from the crowd. But it's gone the other way. He's actually built up more steam as a babyface. He is over huge as a babyface. And he's kept that. So that, for me, makes him one choice as wrestler of the year. And the other one is going to be a little more controversial because people don't see him as often, is Roman Reigns. And the reason I pick Roman is because he, as head of the table, is such a great heel. And you, you don't see him every week. And people make say that, complain about that. Hey, we're not seeing him every week. He should be on every No. Now it's, it's, it's done in a way where when he does appear on television or at a pay-per-view, it feels special. Mm-hmm. And that's how you want your world champions to feel. You want them to feel special, not like your every day, every week kind of character. He's a guy that you want to be, you know, hey, this week appearing on SmackDown will be our undisputed champion, Roman Reigns. And you go, oh, great. Been looking forward to seeing him. You know what I mean? So, but um, again, I guess 1A and 1B, 1A Cody, because not only did he keep his momentum after the loss to Roman Reigns, he actually built up more steam and became a bigger baby face. Well, I guess your tag team will beat mine. So whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't really. No, they'll, they'll that. just get booked to go over. That's all. <laughs> there we go. There you go. And somebody else, um, another uh, group of individuals that have been catching a lot of steam towards the end here and hopefully more well into 2024 has been the women uh, of professional wrestling, AEW, WWE, Impact, ROH, what have you. Uh, and Jimmy, this um, could be a one-person race, could be multiple people, who knows. But who is your female wrestler of the year? Not to be Captain Obvious, but Rhea Ripley, man, has just been banging it out of the park Uh on a consistent basis. Every time she's, she's on TV, it's almost like a must watch situation or whether it's a match she delivers, whether it's a promo she delivers. And now as part of the judgment day group, you know, is she, or is she not the de facto leader? She's mommy to Dom, uh, Mysterio, the whole bit, everything she does is just so watchable. She's, yeah. she, there isn't a moment with her where you go, oh, come on. It's so believable. For me, the believability. And, and it's, it's, yeah. And, and and a stacked women's division in the WWE, too, and in AEW. It's just, a, you know, there's not enough uh, television time for all the women in AEW for them to, to <clears> showcase them. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, you know, even at Impact, like you said, uh, or TNA, there, there's oh, some terrific yeah. women. Uh, this is a great time for women's wrestling. But right now, Rhea Ripley is at the top of the heap, in my opinion. Well, um, Jimmy, I, I can't disagree. Um, my mind is not the same as yours. 
mine's on a different level because of the story that's behind um this individual but um for me it's 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 jordan grace Ooh. uh i think that there's no one that's worked harder to put her body in the greatest shape of her life she's a hard worker uh she's a good worker she can work with anyone her future in this wrestling business that we call is very bright she is going to be something very special i think and I think that this was the year that she showed everyone, and I'm talking about everyone, WWE, AEW, hell, even TNA. Yeah, she's going to find work. So, you know, I, I I don't know. I just think that Jordan Grace had a hell of a year. I think that she's she's worked so hard to be where she's at. And I just, you know, I, I think that Rhea Ripley is is no doubt. Everything you said is so true. But I can also say the same for Jordan Grace. She just hasn't been in that, you know, that quite that big faction yet or anything like that. Mm. But golly, her in ring work, her look, her style is just phenomenal. And to me, that that makes me her uh, female wrestler of the year. Yeah, no, no. Uh, so, like I said, we talked moments of the year. We talked single or male, female uh, superstars, wrestlers of the year. Let's turn it on the other side tag team of the year a lot of great tag teams out there jimmy across mm -hmm. all the promotions i think we're at the time period now that you go to any division any, any any promotion has a great tag team division so hard to choose just one but who did you Absolutely. end up uh picking for tag team of the year uh it it would have been if they were still together the usos because they were such a great tag team and they worked so well together. But now that they're not officially a tag team anymore and they're uh, more or less rivals, brother rivals, I'm going to go again. I'm going uh, with uh, FTR because you talk about, like Brian was saying about Jordan Grace, you talk about a team that delivers every time they're in the ring, they can do it all. And, and especially in a situation where we, we complain about the tag team matches uh, in AEW, rule wise that the, a lot of the teams you know fudge the numbers for lack of a better term uh, when it comes to working outside the ring you know double team moves the five count the 10 count that sort of sort ftr does it the right way they are really really good at what they do and in my opinion they are tag team of the year in um i'm going to give an honorable mention to another team which people are going to say what and that's uh, Alpha Academy, Chad Gable and Otis. Despite the fact that they haven't won a match in I don't know how long, probably not all of 2023, those guys are still uh, entertaining their audience and very fun to watch. But th th again, they come in second place for, for me. I'm going to go with FTR as my tag team of the year. They're over, though. They're over. Now, just so people understand, me and Jimmy do not go over this together at all. We do yeah. not talk about our our show notes and any of that kind of stuff. Me and me and him do not do that. I also have on my paper, I hate to bore everybody. I'm sure you're looking for something different, but <laughs> guess what? I got nothing different. I got the Usos with a slash with FTR. Um, Great minds think alike. No. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> doing doing 
listen, doing tag teams right and doing it and making it make sense means a lot to someone like me and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. FTR does that. There's a reason for a heat spot. There's a reason why it's done right. I mean, because these guys believe in what they do and they believe in old school and they believe that they want to cover their referees. They show that. If the Usos were still together, I'd say the Usos. I had the Usos first because I thought, I don't even know how long they've been broke up. I don't know how long they've been a tag team for 2023. Um, so I wasn't sure. So that's why I put FTR. But obviously it would have been the Usos. Um, and then I did have FTR. So there we go. Yeah. Well, guys, the reason why we're all here, the reason why the show even exists is the referees. It's for guys like yourselves, for you, Jimmy, for Brian, um, a referee of the year. All year long, for the better part of the existence of the show, we've done the referee review. Um you guys have constantly said, hey, good referees, you don't notice them. But the referees, we're going to notice right now, and we're going to give them the, their flowers, if you will. Uh, but, Jimmy, who is your referee of the year? Jimmy, uh, my, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy, before, before you answer. Okay. RJ, let's send it up to our sponsor, and then when we come back, we'll announce that. Oh, okay. okay. So, with that being said, all of you hanging on the cliff or whatever the fuck it is. Um, <laughs> we'll be back with our ref of the year for our ref. And, um, what would what, what we call the awards? Fuck. The stripes awards. Stripes. Okay. Okay. You'll get your stripes. <laughs> award. This is all up. staying in Brian. I don't even care. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> we'll be right back with it. We'll bring it up to the third count too. Why not? Uh, sure. We'll be right back with our third count. Whether your resolution is to save money, eat better, or stress less, HelloFresh is here to help you do all three. Say hello to the most delicious year yet with fresh ingredients and chef-crafted recipes at a price you'll like delivered right to your door. Each HelloFresh box is packed with farm-fresh ingredients and everything arrives pre-portioned right to your doorstep for less hassle and less wasted food. Don't let recipe boredom strike because HelloFresh has more options than ever before. Dig into the biggest menu yet with over 45 dinner options to choose from weekly and even more market add-on items that suit any lifestyle. So you've resolved to actually sit down and eat dinner around the table. But what do you do about those nights when your schedule is packed? Turn to HelloFresh's lineup of quick and easy meals, including their 15-minute recipes designed to help minimize mealtime stress. This time of year, everyone's looking to revamp their eating habits. Look to HelloFresh's wholesome, health-forward options like over 30 calorie-smart and protein-smart recipes each week. Every month, we get sent a box from HelloFresh. My wife and my son absolutely look forward to the box each and every time because we get to do it as a family, and we get to save time and money, so we have time to be together as a family. Go to HelloFresh.com slash free and use the code free. that's R-E-F-I-N-F-R-E-E, for free breakfast for life. 
one breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash free with the code free R-E-F-I-N-F-R-E-E. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. is your three count. Well, we saved it for the main event, guys. You know, and even, even though Brian, you know, called the audible, but, you know, it's it's his name's on the marquee. You guys' name's on the marquee, so I guess we got to go along with it. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, our ref of the year, Jimmy, like I said, we, we, we talk about refs predominantly here, obviously, because, well, two of the greatest of all time sitting here on the zoom with me. So uh, Jimmy, who is your ref of the year? Uh, this is a tough choice. Uh, but for me, uh, I have, again, I, I, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, straddling a fence here, but uh, I have two names that I want to throw out there for sure. And, and one is Jessica Carr, who does a fabulous job because here's something, uh, you know, especially in an era where, People like to point out, uh, not me, I'm not saying it, but some people like to say, oh, she's good for 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 a female referee. No, she's a good referee, period. That's it. And you don't notice her in the matches until she needs to be noticed. She does it right. She helps the talent tell their story. And there's another one out there, too, that does it, uh, who's a little bit of a protege of mine. That's why I'm a little biased here. Jason Ayers gets an honorable mention. And one more honorable mention I want for Adrian Butler who is the head uh, official down at NXT, who's doing a heck of a job down there and helping with the younger talent, uh, the younger referees down there. He's doing a heck of a job, so shout out to Adrian. But my number one ref of the year, Jessica Carr, because she's doing a fabulous job of being a professional wrestling slash sports entertainment referee, period. Nice, Jimmy. That was emphatic, too. Man, you put some momentum into that, you know? (laughs) Behind it. (laughs) So... So for me, okay, and um, I, and I and I and I know I'll get a little feedback, but you know what? I don't give a fuck, and all y'all know it. <laughs> uh, but um, Jimmy, did you do your honorable mentions first? What did you do? How'd you do that? No, I mentioned I mentioned I mentioned Jessica first, but then did my honorable mentions. But uh, you can do your honorable mentions and then go with your pick. Oh, one more honorable mention that I didn't pick, but you may mention them, so I'll let you go. Okay, well. For me, the ref of the year, because of the reasons that we state on this show weekly, he's out of the way. I noticed that his counts are good. And when I say counts, I'm talking about in the corner. He allows enough time for them to break without him running over and having to force them out. And he has good false finishes. He doesn't seem to give cues where they're noticeable. Um, He needs a bigger shirt. But other than that, I think the guy does a Pretty damn good job, and that's 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 Rod Sapata, I believe is the way it said. Um, I think that he is the ref of the year. He also looks the part. The guy's in shape. Um, I, I I just thought, and I've noticed him all year, and I don't mean like, oh wow, he's so so good. It just comes off the map. No, I, I basically haven't noticed him, and that's what made it a decision for me that the kid's doing a good job. All right. I will recommend that maybe he not look so much like the boys and maybe loosen the shirt up a little bit or <laughs> something to that effect. But 
you know, hey, it is what it is. If that's the worst thing about you, then then wear your medium and you can still be good. <laughs> and I want to give honorable mentions to two other guys. Um, Jared Fritz out at the NWA and um, Mike Posey at the uh, AEW. And people are going, you're giving an AEW uh, referee an honorable mention. Yeah, I am, because he's not even on their fucking show. Um, and he should be. And yes. the ones that are going, he's doing a great job. He's the best referee they got. Mike, you deserve to be ref of the year, but unfortunately, I don't think you have enough matches to qualify. Um, and, and and Jared, here's, here's the only issue I've got, and I, I've, I've said this to Jared, on the phone, to his face, everything. I just think that the the hair and the facial um, hair, facial hair, yep, just stands in the way. It, it it just stands in the way to me. I think that's his only niche. I think that him as a referee is is spot on. Um, looking the part is huge to me. Um, that's 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 really it. That's really it. No 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 disrespect to him at all. I mean, I, and I know everybody has their own character, and that's his character. And you know what? If Billy Corgan is okay with it and you're okay with it, that's not my business. It's just that, you know, I think looking the part is having, you can have longer hair, I guess, but, you know, having it tied up and, you know, having the facial hair, it's just, you know, the part part of it makes it rough for me. That's it. I mean, that's it. And, you know, I love you, Jared. It's just that, uh, you know, that's my only hangup. I'm big into the referee looking the part. Yeah. Uh, really quickly here, not to get off topic here, but you, you, you know the story. I had the fight to get the goatee. Uh, yeah, yes. Back back in the day on WWE because they didn't want any of the referees having facial hair. Yeah, but yeah. but it's a combination. Yeah. You had facial hair, you had no hair on top though, and that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah, it was compensation a little bit, but uh, yeah, right, right. Why do you think? Saying- why do you think I have this? Come on, I have nothing uh, up here. I got to put it on my face. Well, yeah, I, like I said, I have the Greek curse. I grow hair everywhere except for where I want it. Right on your head. <laughs> but no, it's 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 uh, it's just it's, to me, it's a lot. To me, it's a lot. Facial hair and long right. hair. Yeah. It, that that's it. That's it. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with his refing abilities. I, you know, I, I judge it the way we, we. You know, this is something new we're doing this year. This is the mm-hmm. annual one, and I go for the ref being not only what they do, but looking the part. And that's how I, I measured what I did. Now, Jimmy, you mentioned that you had another um, uh, another honorable mention. Was that one of the ones that Brian mentioned, or no? I uh, uh, want to give a shout out to Dan Angler, who's doing a good job out there as well. And also, uh, you got to sh- shout out to Charles, our old friend mm-hmm. Charles, man, who continues to do it uh, at a high level. And just uh, he's I, I, he's he's like the mentor that all the other ones go to, and. Uh, Hats off to him as well. I got to shout out Charles. I can't. I can't do this without shouting him out at least. All right, Jimmy. See, you're making me feel bad. All right, I got to give another shout out. <laughs> so I got to give one to you. And, and, and you know the, I kind of didn't say him because everybody be like, oh, he's your friend and da da da. But but Daniel Spencer does such a good job down at OVW mm-hmm. and TNA. Um, very constant, very constant referee, very constant. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I. I want to mention him as well. And you might not have won my award, uh, Mr. Uh, Daniel Spencer. And that's because uh, everybody thought I was probably going to give it to you. And I didn't give it to you. Ha ha ha. (laughs) Well, peek behind the curtain. But anyways, uh, we, we actually had a few um, 
a few listener questions come in for you guys uh, this week. Hopefully we'll be able to get them all. If not, we apologize. Uh, but uh, I will have one here for both of you from Phil. He asks, what's the biggest crowd you guys have performed in front of? Uh, Jimmy, Boy. do you have, or excuse me, Brian? No, go, Brian. Well, uh, I, I'm going to guess, and I guessed wrong because I did my own looking up. <laughs> but uh, Jimmy, I mean, not Jimmy, but uh, RJ, I'm going to need you to get on your Google machine. Mm-hmm. But I believe it was WrestleMania at the, the Toronto Skydome. Are you talking uh, that one or are you talking Safeco? No, no. Safeco is nowhere near Toronto. The Safeco was 54,000. Um, yep. Are you talking eight, 18? Uh, Toronto was uh, Rock and Hogan. Rock and, Rock and Hogan, right? Oh, yeah, because you did the... Um, yes. That's right. You did the opener there. Yeah, that was 68,200... 37. So I and believe. Saying, and you did the Regal RVD match, I believe. Correct. I could be wrong. No, you're right. And I believe that would be mine. Um, I'm I'm just not sure. This is a tough question because we've done so many overseas tours and stuff too, Jimmy, as you know. Mm-hmm. I remember that Australian tour that we did. My God, the one in um, 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 Brisbane. Brisbane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, it, it looked like 100,000 people, but I don't know what the number was. Oh, I don't know either. Yeah, that was... Uh, I can't even Google that now. That was, yeah. I'm sure you can Google it, but... <laughs> but anyway, so I'm going to... So we're not tying up everybody, but I'm going to yeah, say yeah. that Toronto, Toronto WrestleMania, Hogan uh, events was my 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 biggest crowd that's oh, no. any best, let's put it that way. Right. Okay, yeah, and Safeco, yeah. But then Toronto obviously would have been the biggest one then. Yes. Totally. But uh all right, Jimmy, what uh if you could remember. Yeah, yeah it's I, I've been pleasured uh and privileged to be a part of a lot of stadium shows like you as you talk about. Uh WrestleMania twenty three at uh, Ford Field in Detroit. Oh over eighty thousand people. Wow. That was huge, you know. Uh, and of course, you know, here in Toronto, WrestleMania eighteen, I was a part of that as well. But WrestleMania twenty four in Orlando in front of, uh, I want to say a little over 75,000 people and, and, and doing the actual main event, the undertaker edge match there, you know, just memorable. But it, as far as largest goes, I would probably have to eventually, because, you know, we, we did one, I have a poster up in my office here with the rock on it that he signed for me from uh, Malaysia. When we did the, it's called the Putra stadium in Malaysia, you know, it, but uh, if I'm not mistaken, at least attendance-wise, I would have to say it was probably the Dome in Detroit at Ford Field. Hey, Jimmy, we also had some big shows out there in South Africa as well. Oh, yes, the the, the outdoor shows there. Yeah. With the with the, the spoon game the night be, in between the two shows and yeah. <laughs> with it. <laughs> was the, uh, you mentioned, Mel- was it Melbourne or Brisbane? It might have been Melbourne. Might have been Melbourne. Cause what we what uh, what you do think those are? Cause the Melbourne one was two thousand two. That's about right. Um, yep. And that was fifty six thousand seven hundred thirty four. Uh oh, that was a Brisbane Cup. There was a seventy thousand one with Triple H and Taker in mm-hmm. Melbourne. 
at the uh, cricket ground. Yeah, but it looks like a lot of these you guys would have been at least Jim mm-hmm. or Brian would have been gone with the ones that uh, were mm-hmm. in uh, Brisbane because it's like 06 and that by that time you were over in um, uh, TNA there. Um, I'm just doing, like I said, I'm just doing a quick Google search. Google yeah. search, excuse me. The Google um, machine. Yeah, but yeah, right. But like like you guys said, nothing really can you know can can beat out those WrestleMania uh, crowds because those are just crowds. As you, I don't have to tell you guys. Obviously, those are just <laughs> unbelievable. Um, uh, Brian, you got one. Uh, that came yeah, yeah, for yeah. You guys. Yeah, I did. Uh, uh, Jimmy, this is from uh, Dale Connor. Uh, <laughs> And it says, what do you guys think would help the world of the professional wrestling world for today's referees? I'll let you go first. Uh, what would help the world of today's professional wrestling referees? I guess, I guess I, I'm going to ad lib here. I don't, I'm, a, I'm assuming he's asking, what do you think would help the world of the professional wrestling referees now in wrestling today? To, to understand that their job is not to get themselves over and to help the like I always say, like a broken record, help the talent tell their story and look professional and be out of the way and not noticeable until you need to be noticeable. And the other thing, too, is don't be afraid to ask questions and ask talent and and ask the veterans. Talk to the guys who have been there and know how to protect their referees. You know, we talked earlier about uh, teams like FTR who know how to protect the referee so they can get the heat on the right person, which is the heel tag team, as opposed to the heat on the referee and all that sort of stuff. You know, learn, be a sponge, continue, not only learn how to referee, learn what goes into a match, learn the storytelling aspect, learn how to sell properly for a referee. Don't sell like you've been hit. Like uh, someone we see often do on Wednesday nights. You're not the one getting hit. It's okay to register moves, but not to, sell if 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 you're getting my point here making subtle reactions as opposed to someone gets punched in the chin you don't grab your own chin because you didn't get punched that kind of stuff but uh be a sponge learn don't be afraid to ask questions and after the match talk to the other referees and say is there anything you noticed you know work together everyone talent crews and producers slash agents you know, and listening to your answer, Jimmy, you know what's you know what's really cool to like piggyback off of that is that uh, there are guys like you, there are guys like myself, there are guys like Mike Kyoto, uh, that could really enhance, I think, these different companies, and 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 really lay down the old school structure of what referees that were training me and you, training Kyoto, that we picked up that's not being passed on. And I think that would help tremendously. And I think that's a big, 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 big time lack of all the badness that goes on in refereeing nowadays. I really do. I just think that it's a, it's a lost art of being told the right way to do things. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's a it's a it's a it's a world that the professional wrestling world of referees has uh, really gone trickling downhill, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, we got one more question before we get to our bowl predictions for 2024. Um, this question comes from uh, Isaiah, and this was my favorite question that's come in. Uh, is do you think Aubrey and Bryce could ever change their habits that drive you guys insane, especially you, Brian? <laughs> you want me to start? 
why not? Because it's you, you're no. already getting red in the face, so go for it. Um, fuck no. <laughs> it, it, it'll never change until someone steps the fuck up and says, "Hey guys, this is what we need to do. This is over the top. This is what we need to like get you to go to do. This is what we need to have you do." And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Right. It, it, it's not. Because they both think they're the king of the kings at where they work. So, and no one's saying anything. And it's ridiculous. So, do mm -hmm. I think they'll ever change their habits that drive me and Jimmy, especially as the person said, Brian, crazy? They Listen, guys, they drive Jimmy just as fucking nuts, except he doesn't express it. Mm -hmm. I express it. And I do it because... I'm not as nice as fucking Jimmy, okay? <laughs> it's 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 because I'm Canadian, that's why. You know. But, but uh, 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 Brian, I hear you 100%. It drives me insane when I see stuff like that and the overreaction like I talked about earlier, not not reacting like you're the one uh, taking the bump or getting hit or anything like that or overreacting um you know trying to be a focal point and trying to get noticed. No, like it's not about you. Name me one referee who was a, a quote unquote, just a referee that sold one ticket. Anybody who came to see me referee a match, I got them comps because they were part of my family. <laughs> that was pretty much it. So, so man, it, it, it's not about them being characters unless you're doing an angle like they did with Charles back in WCW where he was a little mage and stuff like that. That's a different story. Or Danny Davis, who was the heel referee who became a wrestler afterwards because he was a wrestler. But again, it's not about you, but uh, you know, again, it's a different world. Uh, you know, I have to get noticed. I have to be seen. I have to, you know, do something else so I could put it out on my uh, X slash Twitter account or my TikTok. I mean, it, 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 to sum it up, I think Jimmy will agree. Jimmy already said it. You're not the show. You're part of the show and should be lucky to be part of the fucking show. No one's paying to see you. And if they are, they're on crack. I mean, let's just face it. They're not coming to see you. Why would they want to watch you go around and count one, two, three? They want to see their heroes. They want to see them get beat. And they want to see people get beaten. Not you count that way. No one's paying for you. And guess what? When your career is done and over with, you're not going to be famous. You're not. Will you be recognized for something that you've done for however many years? You might be. But it won't be often. So trust me. Mm -hmm. Get off your high horse, referees. You're nothing more than just and can be a good portion of your career being putting the talent that you worked over with and earning their respect. That's what makes you a good legendary referee. Cause believe me, when I go to food line to go get my groceries, motherfuckers ain't coming up to me asking me for a fucking autograph. And I've worked <laughs> fucking Hulk Hogan, Vince McMahon and Brock Lesnar and everybody else. The rock, you name them. Ain't nobody asking me for my fucking referee on aisle two. And they won't be asking for yours either. Get over yourself, do your job, and do it right, and make refereeing proud again. All right? That's all I'm saying. I can't say it much better than that. But before we close shop, uh, I wanted to get uh, 
your guys bold prediction a bold prediction mm. for 2024 jimmy you know i see the wheels turning and yeah. i know you probably have about three or four in there but the best one yeah. you got the best one? I don't know if this is the best one I got because there's so many things that are going through my mind now that I think could happen in 2024. But this one I think is going to be a little different because people are going to say, really? That's what you think might be? My bold prediction for 2024 is I like the way now that both Raw and SmackDown have authority figures. Nick Aldis for SmackDown and uh, you know Adam Pearce for, for Raw. I think eventually whether it's, it's going to be a big pay-per-view, whether it's going to be WrestleMania SummerSlam or even all the way to Survivor Series, if they build it long enough, the animosity between these two, we're going to have a face-off between general managers, a match between Nick Aldis and Adam Pierce. And whenever that match happens, it's going to steal the show and make everybody go, oh my goodness, where were these guys all our lives, you know, in WWE? Well, and you also take into account two former NWA heavyweight champions as well. Right. So there's a little it, nugget as there as well. Yeah. It's there for the wrestling fan who knows about it, but you know, for the, obviously for those who are not so familiar with the, these talents outside of WWE, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but I think these two having a match and stealing the show is a great possibility. And I think it's going to happen in 2024. Sure. Jimmy, Jimmy, mm -hmm. Brian, the booker's back. Uh Oh, <laughs> How cool would it be? I know it's out there, but how cool would it be for there to be a, we want to re-sign you as the general manager of SmackDown, uh, Nick Aldis, and he rips it up and he says, I'm done. I'm done. I don't want this. And he rips it up. And because he was still general manager, says, I have a new deal. I'm leaving. I am now on the roster because I signed my own contract and now I'm going to kick some fucking ass. Ooh. Interesting. He still, he still got it though. And, and you can still have the match with Adam Pierce going. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. That's where he says the ties off buddy. Now I'm what I am. And I'm going to have, yeah. Do you have the cojones to take your tie off and meet me in the ring? Ah, see, see that working together. That's what we're doing here. <laughs> and, it, and if it, and if it, and if it happens, you know, yeah, exactly. And if it, if it happens, you know where to come because well, Hey, we said it first. Uh, exactly. Anyways, guys, like I said, if anybody would like to participate in this, please, you know, tag us in it, tag Jimmy, tag Brian in it. Uh, for for your uh, excuse me, your stripes awards for this year, uh, Jimmy, you know you're doing amazing things. Whoa, know, whoa, whoa, it's whoa. only been one so far. Why, 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 why? Uh, do you not want to hear my fucking bold prediction or what? Well, I thought that was your bold prediction. No, he was, was just he was just adding to mine. <laughs> oh, well, okay, okay. Well, my bad. See, well, uh, that was Booker Brian. I'm not Booker Brian now. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. You get you, it's your okay. Now he's bold, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. That's it, folks. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. We'll we're gonna wrap it up. Yeah. Uh no, my, my mine's very simple. Um, I broke mine down to three categories like bold prediction for WWE, 
I think that the numbers that we saw this year are going to are going to climb hugely. I didn't go into storyline wise, but I think that business for them is going to be very, very, very profitable. I think that they're going to really kick it to the moon. I think the leadership under Tony Khan, uh, uh, or no, what's his name? Not Tony, but Nick uh, Khan. Nick. Nick, I bet. And um, Triple H is the best. I don't know the best pairing that you could do right now. They seem to be on the same wavelength. They're bringing a guy like CM Punk. They brought in a guy like Cody Rhodes. They got Roman Reigns. They got Seth Rollins at a high level. There's just a bunch of stuff going on that they can just make a lot of money with. And I'm no missing names, but I just think that the future for WWE for 2024 is going to be huge. Um, I think AEW has the potential to do very, very well this year as well. Um, I know things are declining, and I know that uh, Tony Khan had said that WWE were declining too because of the cable and da 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 the way that people watch TV, yada, yada, yada. But they're not declining at the rate you are, pal. Um, so I, I think you need to make a few adjustments, and I think that your year could be okay. I do. I think it could be. Um, they opened up with some interesting stuff which we talked about earlier, you know, the Adam Cole thing doesn't make everybody want to watch every single week. I don't think it wasn't the biggest shock in the world, which was a huge storyline they had going into the first of the year. Uh, and I also think that TNA is going to have a major, major year this year. I do. I think that they're going to make a stepping stone. Um, I, I wish they'd get a TV deal. I really do. I wish that that would, you know, alter their, their thinking and all that kind of stuff. And if that were to happen, which we don't know, don't never know what's going on behind the scenes. Um, that would be huge, but I think that the 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 the, the momentum that's going on with the TNA product, I think that they can have a very big year as well. So I think overall, I think wrestling's going to have a big year. And um, I wasn't as quite as depth as as uh, Jimmy was as far as storyline and stuff like that. But I just think that there's a lot there on the table for all three of these companies if they do it right. Well, definitely be. Hopefully, it'll get to be a bigger year, and they're starting off on the right foot. Obviously, like we mentioned at the top of the show, with the Rock coming back, uh, that's only going to make you know, those ratings and those those attendances become a little bit, uh, a little bit larger and what have you. Uh, but you know, I, I've gotten I got Brian so worked up, he's choking over there. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, you forget about him once, and then he he gets all choked up. But that's here, neither here nor there. But I'm okay. I'm okay. <laughs> Now, are you, you're done now, though, Brian, right? Okay. Yes, I'm good. I'm good. I'm ready to move on. Okay. I don't want to step on your toes again. Uh, <laughs> as I said before, Jimmy, man, you know, you started off being the positive ref and rants mm-hmm. um, right. today. Yeah. Uh, going forward, obviously, you do a lot of stuff there with Wrestling Inc. as well. But what are ways people can get uh, get in touch with you? No, it's through my social media accounts. Like, obviously, you know, like you said, uh, you tagged in, in in the Reffing It Up uh, uh, tweets out there. I'm on Instagram as well. And and my Facebook account's full, so I can't uh, add any more people there, but that's okay. But you can still reach me on, on, on Twitter slash X and, and Instagram. And, you know, I still, I'm still going to do the Reffing Rants. I'm going to try and be positive. Uh, as I said, I'm not going to be positive every week. Every week, I'm going to try at least to have a, a couple of positive spins on things. But at the same time, I'm still going to critique. And my critiques are, not, again, like I always say, not to tear down, but to help tighten screws that I think need to be tightened. And, and 
and I agree with Brian, 2024 looks like it's going to be a very productive year for wrestling overall. And I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to talking about it here on my social media accounts and on my wrestling ink stuff too as well. So it should be a lot of fun in 2024. And hopefully next this coming year, Brian won't get too upset when everybody and their mother has like six different uh, social media accounts and Brian <laughs> still has the, uh, the lonely too. Cause well, it is what well, it is. I'm lonely. That's all I want to be is lonely. Yeah. Well, you're the, you're there though. <laughs> well, proposing for those gym picks, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And by the way, you can reach me at Baby Hebner at Baby Hebner on my Twitter and my Instagram. And I said Twitter and Jimmy. We have a rule here. We don't say that stupid new <laughs> word they have. Oh, okay. Reference, reference it, reference it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Throwing up the yeah. sign. Throwing up the sign. Nobody else can see what that. <laughs> thing is uh, <laughs> but yeah yeah so uh you know I do, and i do want to wish uh all of us and all of our listeners a wonderful happy new year for 2024 and wish nothing but the best for you guys we actually do love you guys we we do a lot of kidding and joking here uh sometimes uh but <laughs> we, we we really do want to wish you a happy new year Absolutely. and uh, I'm, I'm very blessed to have jimmy i'm very blessed to have rj Yes, I did just say that. And I am also very blessed to have J.D. Hoop and A.J. McKay who contribute so much to our show and our team. And um, we have a few surprises coming up this year that we're not going to talk about at all. Um, but they're coming. And um, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a fun year. Everybody hang on. And um, let's see what we can do here. RJ, close us out. Let's get out of here, buddy. All right. Well, next week um... – we're going to be honored to uh, welcome our first guest of 2024 next week. We'll be having on EC3 ahead of his match against Matt Cardona, <clears throat> excuse me, down in Florida for the NWA Heavyweight Championship. So tune in for that. That's going to be a banger of a show. I already know it. Uh, you can follow the show across all the social medias at Reffing It Up. Uh, but until then, for Mr. Jimmy Corderas and Brian Hebner, I am RJ. We'll see you back here next week on Reffing It Up. One, two, three. <laughs>